Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing opportunities. Your host, Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Welcome to Voice Power. My special guest today is an experienced and respected voice actor known for his confident, hypnotic, and arresting voice work. Ross Hugay has thousands of scripts under his belt. He has earned his place as a master of vocal persuasion and one of the world's most recognized voices. Ross's journey to voiceover began in the third grade. His first introduction into the recording arena started by recording books on tape for his fellow students. Immediately, his interest was piqued, and he started devoting more and more time to recording on an old reel-to-reel machine. Throughout his school days, Ross performed the morning and afternoon announcements over the school's PA system. Additionally, he worked as the DJ at the local roller rink. His first big opportunity came when CJIB, the local station, allowed him to cover high school basketball games on their radio station. This led to his very own one-hour show during the middle of the night. From then on, Ross never looked back and is steadfast on his broadcasting journey as a voiceover artist. In his senior year of high school at Vernon Senior Secondary, he enthusiastically received training at the Columbia School of Broadcasting. For five years from 1995 to 2000, Ross was the account manager and voice actor at 95.3 FM in Vancouver. For five years from 2007 to 2012, Ross was the co-founder, CEO, producer, and voice actor at GoTo Productions in Vancouver. Today, Ross works diligently from his home studio, where he performs voice work for TV scripts, radio broadcasts, online videos, and a variety of other media. Maybe you've heard his voice on TV commercials. Here is Ross's Demo Reel. Set joy in motion. Shop gifts under 50 at Lululemon. Allow me. Oh, this chesty cough. Sounds like you want Benelin for fast relief. Benelin. Fluent in <coughs> Staples has every supply for every student at amazing low prices. Staples. Just add the finest blueberries. And breakfast includes a pre-breakfast. That's sweetness worth sharing. Driscoll's. Lionel Dean sold his first batch of 100 boots. Hey, 90th and Elite. He refunded every pair and then perfected them. This is what it looks like. What it feels like when you push yourself to the limit. When you commit your whole life to greatness. NBC Sports Championship Season on NBC. We can be part of many communities as varied as our interests and identities. From the palm of our hands, discover everything. Welcome, Ross. Doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Now, here at Voice Power, we are discovering how our voice creates positivity. Thanks for taking the time to share your voice experience. Yeah, my pleasure. Now, 
That was an awesome demo reel we just heard moments ago. Congratulations on your amazing successes. Thank you, Earl. I appreciate that. Now, we have something in common. We both began our voice journey very young. What did you do in the third grade, and how did your voice desire grow from that? Yeah, it was actually my grade three teacher that, uh, I don't know, maybe she recognized something about me, but she asked me to uh, record some books on tape for the kids in the younger grades. I remember her taking me to a little room with a cassette machine. don't know if you remember what cassette machines are. Oh, yes, I've got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, she sat me in there and she, with a stack of books and said, could you please record these? So I started recording them. And ever since then, I just had this fascination about voice and recording. Yeah. Did you uh, did, did you do some more other things in the third grade or during school? Uh, announcements yeah, through, throughout like? school, uh, I was doing the announcements uh, before and after school. I, again, I'm not sure how that came about. I can't recall. But uh, homeroom, uh, morning and afternoon, doing the announcements. And uh, also working in a roller skating rink as a DJ and speaking into the microphone. Um, by grade 11, I took a correspondence course through the Columbia Academy of Broadcasting and then started volunteering at a local radio station. And this is in Vernon, just a small town of 30,000 people. And uh, begged my way into the sports department and started covering basketball games for the high school. And then finally, they let me go on the air in the middle of the night for about an hour. I think I was in grade uh, 11 at that time in high school. They didn't have any work, and they suggested going to the competing radio station, which I did. And uh, they needed somebody for the weekends and evenings. So during high school, I started working for a country and western radio station, playing uh, 45s and 33s. I used to play in the uh, production studio. I just, I don't know what it was. I just loved the idea of mixing music and voice. Somehow the two together just uh, sort of created a sort of harmonic sort of feeling, and it was kind of neat to hear the voice interlaid with the music. Yeah, it get, doesn't it get into your blood, your your feeling, you know, uh, using your voice, being on radio, um, you know? Yeah, I, there was something felt, about it. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to live on a hobby farm milking cows, and we were in the middle of nowhere. And the connection to the world at that time was through the local AM radio stations. So in the barn, I would hear the music playing and the announcers and I thought, you know, this that's, that would be a great job. So I started pretending to be an announcer, you know, like it's 14 degrees here and, you know, sort of mimicking the announcers. I think maybe a lot of kids have done that. I don't know, maybe just me. And uh, that was the station that I walked into as a grade 11 student volunteering. And, and the rest is history. Just kind of went down that path in broadcasting, moved up into larger markets. And mm -hmm. the internet came along and uh, opened up a whole world of opportunity as a voice actor. Well, tell me about your experience of the Columbia School of Broadcasting uh, that you did online. Uh, what 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 were the aspects of it? Yeah, interesting. the uh, The school had locations in Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary, but I lived in the in a remote location. But just happened to be about an hour and a half's drive from the owner of that school. He lived in the Okanagan. Very nice fellow, and he was probably my first sort of introduction into the the industry uh, professionally. And he would take it upon himself to teach people one-on-one -on -one to kind of test his system. And the system at that time was you would record commercials on a cassette, send them to the school, and then they would have uh, major market announcers listen to you and critique you and sort of give you feedback on a cassette on the opposite side of the cassette and send it back to you. So I can remember in high school, it was grade 11, listening to these announcers from Vancouver, announcers that I would hear on the radio in the middle of the night critiquing the voice. 
commercials and newscasts. Yeah. And In our previous conversation, you stated how important our voice is to get the most out of life. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I think I've, I've learned through the years that voice uh, kind of goes beyond just voice. It, uh, it's, well, first of all, it's a vibration. And as we know, the, the, everything is vibrating around us. The universe is vibrating. And our voice is vibration. And that vibration has the power to, to do many things in a good way or a bad way. And as a voice actor, you start to discover the power of that. Um, and you realize that in day-to-day -day communications, whether you're a parent or in your professional career or as a teacher, your voice has the power to significantly impact those around you. And so as a voice actor, uh, we sort of get firsthand uh, experience with that on a day-to-day -day basis, having voiced thousands and thousands of scripts. Um, so I like to say to people, we're all voice actors. We're all speaking into microphones, so to speak, or little iPhones, and, or even just into somebody's ear as kind of like a microphone. And just having a little bit of conscious awareness of, of your own voice and the power of your voice can really make or break uh, certain situations in our relationships and in our careers. Yeah, the emphasis we put, uh, the emotion that we bring in, or we, we slow it down and pause, the whole thing. Yes, a lot of it uh, pauses. Yeah, sometimes when we're not speaking, we make the biggest impact. Yeah, definitely. Now, you have 30-plus years in voice work. What was your biggest challenge beginning and currently? Uh, in the initial stages, there were not as many opportunities. It was more of a local market. And so the in a city of, say, Vancouver, there might be five or six voice actors that were very successful, and there just wasn't a lot of voice work. Now with the internet, uh, it's really opened up the world. There are so many opportunities happening every day with voiceover. But likewise, you're competing against some of the best voice actors in the world. So the market has completely changed in that way. Uh, there's no shortage of voice actors, and there's no shortage of voice work. So the key then is how do you capture those opportunities and and how's that going it's been fantastic phenomenal uh, this has been my passion though since i was a child as as you just heard just to give you an idea at one point in my career i was voicing over 100 auditions per day Ooh, wow yes so around twenty thousand auditions per per year year after year after year so it's a lot of volume uh in order to to get the success. It, it really comes down to hard work, as they say, but I love it. Uh, you know, so as my father used to say, if you love what you do, you never work another day. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're going to work, right? <laughs> no, it does feel like work at times uh, when you're putting in longer hours or, or mm -hmm. doing that 85th audition of the day. I don't oh, do that no. number of auditions anymore, uh, but th this is what it took uh, for me anyway. Perhaps for others, uh, they, they find other paths, uh, such as yourself, by creating a podcast and, and providing a service. It's a fantastic, fantastic way as well to build your career. So there's many, many ways to success. Your voice credits are amazing. Uh, too many to mention. But here are a few. Pepsi, Toyota, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, Discovery Channel, and your radio imaging. Uh, yesterday, I listened to that reel of radio imaging. Tell us the process to land such very impressive clients. Again, it comes back to, in my case, um, I can't speak for everybody's experience, 
But by doing 20,000 auditions per year, uh, it does <laughs> attract something. And, and then from that, uh, many of my clients are repeat clients. Um, for example, if you're a customer and, and you invest in a voice actor and you start using them to represent your brand and you're investing large sums of money to promote your brand and you're using that voice, it kind of becomes your brand. So you're building brand equity. It makes sense to keep that voice actor uh, unless the company's changing a direction. Perhaps they want to make their brand sound different, younger or more vibrant or whatever the case may be. So there's a, a strong repeat factor in this business. A referral factor. Why is that? Well, your voice is being heard by millions and millions of people. And among those people are some voice buyers. And so they, if they hear a voice that they really like, they will find out who that voice is. And many times uh, voice actors will receive emails from people and say, you know, I, I heard your voice or... Uh, someone else in the business that I know used your voice and we would like to hear how your voice would sound in our script. Can you please send an audition, you know, of the script that we're putting together? Share your experience at 95.3 FM Vancouver. You're the account manager and the voice actor. Was that uh, the Zed? Yes. Zed, 95.3 FM. So at that time, um, the internet was just breaking and I hadn't established myself as a voice actor. So I was in the uh, the sales side selling airtime just about every day. I would run down to the production studio and ask the producer, do you have anything that I can voice for you today? And I would just do that for free because I just really enjoyed voicing. And so that went on for several years. And then eventually I decided, you know what, I'm just going to put a demo reel together. That's what we called it at that time. And uh, replicated a bunch of cassettes of that demo reel and sent them off to production companies in Canada and the U.S., and uh, built a little studio in, in my home at that time. And the business, that was 2001, I believe, uh, officially incorporated it and uh, haven't looked back since. Do you recall, once you got your studio, once you got on your own, do you recall your very first voiceover? It's funny you should ask that, because the reason I, I built the studio is I was asked to voice the commercial for McDonald's. And at that time... I was voicing in my closet, <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally voicing in the closet. And I was voicing a spot for McDonald's and I thought, maybe it's time to get a studio. So that's when uh, <laughs> it just so, seemed to make sense at that time. So once you got the studio, do you, do you remember what it felt like to do your very first paid voiceover? It was like being a kid back in... Uh, grade 11 again, but playing in the studio at CGIB Radio in, in Vernon. It, it's just, uh, it was fun uh, to go in there. There's something about locking yourself into a little room uh, that's deadly quiet and uh, alone with your thoughts and quietening the mind and getting in the moment. Perhaps I discovered meditation, uh, the power of meditation as being a, a voice actor. When you're in a little quiet room for day after day, uh, you you begin to find your center and uh, the stillness in the mind. To do a uh, voiceover, it's essential that uh, there's no outside noise, literally, and also mentally, physically, being in the center and uh, turning turning the mind off, so to speak, and then focusing on the words and bringing those words to life. 
What would you say to someone who is considering entering the voiceover industry? Well, be prepared to do a lot of reading out loud, getting very comfortable with your voice and sounding as natural as possible. And the most competitive advantage you have as a voice actor is you, is your unique you, just the uniqueness of yourself. Because each and every one of us has a voice, obviously, and each and every one of us is a unique personality. Don't try to sound like Ross Ugay or Earl or Don LaFontaine or anybody. Just be you as much as you possibly can. This is what the market is looking for. And the more we move towards artificial voices, automated voices, this is your competitive advantage is to be you as unique and authentic as you can be. Well, you mentioned uh, artificial voices. Is that hurting the voiceover industry? I mean, I'd rather hear a real voice than an artificial voice. Yeah. Well, it's certainly, uh, there's such a demand for voiceover now with audio books and e-learning. And there's there are many aspects of the industry that can benefit by AI voice. However, if, you, if you're if you a major a retailer or client that's investing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in airtime on television or in media campaigns, the voice aspect of it is such a small investment in comparison that it makes no sense to use an automated voice for such a thing. Uh, it would be like asking a, a singer, an automated singer, to become a hit song. Uh, it really requires melody, emotion, authenticity, realness. And so uh, for the higher levels of voice acting, I believe uh, automation is probably not a threat. I'm enjoying this conversation. It seems like we just started one minute ago, but we're, we're getting close to the end. And I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts or there, are there any questions you wish I'd asked you? I would just say that uh, if you have even zero interest as, as a voice actor, each and every one of us, as I mentioned, has a voice. And when we're using that tool, we can certainly bring a lot of value to our lives if, uh, if we can use it in a way that brings um, love and harmony to our lives, uh, not using it aggressively. You know, obviously, that starts from within and being positive, being happy, having harmony in our, in our life. And so um, I would just wish everybody to have a great life, to be at peace and uh, enjoy your work. Choose something you love, fight for it for your whole life so that when you're my age, 56, you still love what you do. And you're not looking forward to retirement. You're looking forward to today and uh, what the day brings. Thanks, Ross, for spending these moments with me and uh, our listeners at uh, Voice Power. I'm wishing you a very splendid day. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for tuning into Voice Power and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day and we look forward to you joining us next time.